This is part two of our party podcast from ITR Expo 2015 at Gingerman Raceway a couple weeks ago. If you haven't listened to part one, I highly recommend that you go ahead and do that. And we hope you enjoy. That's especially true with the shifter cart because there's almost literally no practice time that you can do between yeah. autocross events. I'd imagine, yeah. You can go drive around you, the neighborhood. Unless you've got a driveway I like mean, J.G. Pastor Jack. Yeah, I no, who would do that? Dude, I, I remember watching a video of what was that, like, Cart Vader or something like yeah. that? The guy oh, who yeah, took his shifter like in, cart out on Toronto, the street at night? Like oh, yeah. Somewhere in Canada. Dude, is that you? <laughs> no. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Allegedly, it could be. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've but, got... There, oh, there's no practice time between autocross events. So yeah. it's literally the six minutes of each autocross event is your practice time. Yeah, you got like, what, 12 runs or whatever? Yeah. And a so big day. You've Five got, a regular what, weekend. a handful of events before you go to nationals. Yeah. If you're just doing local events. And then trying to do nationals, which is three runs one day, three runs the next day. And it's your best time of well, each day. And and let's point out that that's three runs on one course, right. three runs on another course. Exactly. It's the craziest hobby ever. Dude, it's stupid. I mean, it's it is. I mean, it's this entire trip is kind of retarded. It'll be fun. Right. But it's not smart. <laughs> no, this really is and a stupid hobby. Not, <laughs> yeah. not to mention that. Don't tell my wife how dumb it is. Yeah. Oh, she knows. Yeah, she, she's she knows. well aware. So she, uh, the truth is that she's probably doing some sort of like I don't know outreach work for the mentally retarded, which it's is probably, me. Probably um, similar. Uh, can I say she's that? Save her husband. <laughs> what a dumb. She's a hobby very patient woman. Yeah. The. Uh, a, the autocross thing is something I really never got too into. We did some challenge stuff, and we sorted the car out, and you know, had some faster guys autocross it. I probably did 50 runs in the car. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's just I got so deep into the track day stuff and being kind of semi in charge of the events, and then I got into club racing and. That's the thing. You, you find that people gravitate towards one or the other, or it might start in one and then go towards another. Some it's it's kind of hard. And some to, are really kind of into both worlds, well, too. And, like and, kind of Mike and Christian here. A lot of people but, by budget are relegated to autocross yeah. yep. Well, yep. because of consumables and entry fees. But, I mean, obviously, give, given the choice, I would do track events or club racing. Yeah. But... It's that, a different kind of high between uh, the two. Uh, well, I think I, it was Randy Popes that said it's kind of like uh, the difference between target practice and like a machine gun fight. Like with exactly. a, with a club race, you're kind of like doing target practice, so you can take your time and you get some space between turns. And with an autocross, like you have a machine gun and you need to use all the bullets in ten seconds. Well, <laughs> and, and dude, I'll, I will freely, freely admit when when I first got into autocross. I'm like, dude, this is the most awesome thing ever. I can yeah. drive my car. I can, I can legally do this yeah. for real, and it's like forty bucks, or <laughs> twenty bucks sometimes. Yeah, you yeah. know. And then I did a DE, 
And I'm like, autocross is retarded. I did, I did, <laughs> I did a really quick and dirty back of the napkin math on dollars per time, you know, minute of seat time. Yeah. Yeah, you can't look and at it autocross that way. makes no sense from that standpoint. You can't look at it that way. Yeah. Yeah, Ignorance it's is a, bliss, it's, right? It's, like JG Pastor Jack said last week, it's kind of uh, early this week. It's kind of just a different sport. Uh, it, Only you're using it, the same equipment, pretty much. It is, it is, and you nailed it, which is yeah. that it, it's, it's a parallel, parallel hobby, parallel you know interest. Yep. Um, but to me, the nice thing with kids, with family, all that stuff is accessibility. I can yep. get up early on a Sunday. I can go out. I'll do course setup. I'll do six runs, and if things are hot around the house or I've been traveling or whatever, dude, I'm back out. I'm I'm at home by two p.m. That would really fit my lifestyle a whole lot better than what I'm doing. <laughs> it's. Uh, I've, I've also thought about. I don't know if any of you guys have done it, but I've also thought about the uh, in the in Indiana. There's a bunch of small circle track uh, kind of events. That's really, so fun, and it's super super cheap. Building a cheap, crappy CRX circle track car, and there's a bunch of street stock and like. If Steve, if Steve Doherty's yeah. here tomorrow, we can actually talk to him like, about it because he got, has a lot of. I got buddies that run like experience. every weekend. Well, that's what. Well, Steve, we were messaging on Facebook, and like he was saying, entry fee was like something. It's like twenty or thirty dollars, and like he's like, well, I won like a heat race, so I got fifty bucks. Yeah. I didn't end up winning the main, so I didn't. But the main was like two hundred buck payout. He's like, "It's silly not to. You go out and you have a good time." And I mean, it looks fun to me. And there's there's those tracks everywhere. You don't have yeah, to there, tow for hours one, and there's hours. There's one fifteen minutes from me, and I could get there. I could work Saturday, have dinner with the family, quick, come home. You should dinner, take. You should take run over the there. Part. They could they could come with and eat some elephant ears and freaking drink some freaking sprite. There's a there's a guy on the forum. Uh, and then we're done it? at 10 p.m. George the Fierce. He, yeah. he used to rent a bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a, you should you should take the lemons car out sometime. I've thought, I've literally you really should. Oh, dude, the, the lemons car first gen CRX, right? Oh, it's so bad, dude. dude made out of plastic. <laughs> well, it, it's actually got uh, sedan front fenders on it, so there's no plastic. Oh my god, cheater cars. They are don't everywhere. fit very well at all. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, on those cars too, don't you have to t- take the front window? Sold out, and you run like some sort of like yeah, yeah something like that. And I know uh, junk. Yeah. I, I, Mark Mark from One Six has that yeah. that ITR yes. that they run, or maybe it's just a regular Integra that they run. Integra, I think but it's type R. for some reason, part well, of the, the rear one. roll cage, the rear supports on it, you don't you aren't allowed to have them. So you can actually see his is cut and rewelded like eight or nine times. Yeah. So he's like. I don't know how many times I've I've run it at the circle track, but I can just go and count how many times I've had to cut it yeah. and re-weld it. The, there are wow. some strange rules where I'd probably just slap together a car, you know, throw some whatever. There's a uh, stuff, there's a nineteen hundred dollar Civic that's for sale, right? Yeah, that I'm ITA car. About that wow. Yeah, where uh, my first Lemons car was originally <laughs> a circle yeah. track car. Yeah? yeah. What kind of car was that? It was a '93 Dodge Shadow V6. That's right. I remember that car. Yeah. Oh my word! Yeah, that's terrible. Dodge God. Shadow V6. Good old V6. Team Phoenix, right there. Holy cow! That's like that's like a Z thirty four Lumina. It was a the uh, Dodge. Oh, a, a manual va- manual valve body automatic. That's so so weird. <laughs> you shift it out of park into yeah. first, and then you pretty much latch a a master lock over it, yeah. so you don't shift into reverse while you're racing. <laughs> it was great. Would you just bump it back and forth between? Oh ones? yeah. Like two, three, four, oh, yeah. five. That sounds so first, entirely too complicated. That my first chump race was Road America. Like three years in, ago, right? Three years ago in yeah. February or March. There was still snow on the ground. And we were running all seasons. Uh-huh. We, uh, actually, we, we had to retire early because we bent 
the Panhard bar. I remember texting with you about that. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty much in the shape of a V. So we ended up taking it to uh, one of the local guys in the area, and he box-welded it. And I'm surprised the frame handled it. Well, that's a terrible car when it was brand new, and you're racing it 20 years later. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was a blast. Which is sort of similar to what we're doing with our Hondas right now. (laughs) So that was my, actually, my first wheel-to-wheel experience. Yeah, yeah. And I had a good five, six-lap battle with a 2.5 RS. Yeah. And it was the best time I've ever had. It's not bad, is it? So, it's not bad. <laughs> so, That's what reels you in. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I mean, talking about first wheel-to-wheel experience, I'm sure everybody has vivid memories of their first one. So I got an SCCA comp license. I went the traditional SCCA route. That was went back to school and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, dude. Went, went and did the double school. And, did you uh, buy a race car or build it? Yeah, dude. This, this was back 05, yep. maybe. So back before there was any alternate licensing, there was no lemons, there was no yep. chump. NASA was kind of around, but down in the southeast, especially in Florida, yeah, there was hardly any NASA. So I went out, bought an ITA CRX yep. because at the time, you know what one ITA, the CRX, right? Yep. So I, was the I liked Hondas. I had a Type R, yep. so I went and bought a CRX. Dude had no idea how difficult to drive they were, but yep. it was a fast car, right? They're not always easy. Yeah, so I, I bought the fast that. car and uh, took it to comp school, got my comp license at Roebling, minimal issues. First race ever was a hour and a half enduro with Giles co-driving. Scott you Giles. burned it to the ground. Didn't you? Dude, and Scott Giles is a riot, man. He's a Ohio Cincy guy, used to race an uh, ITC yep. Honda Civic uh, until his uh, longtime semi-spouse, Renee, Got tapped in turn 12 at uh, Road Atlanta Wrecked and stuck it into the too, inside yeah. wall. Comprehensively that, that video right kind of, yeah. Dude, that... Yeah. I've got video of it. it was, that was a nasty hit. I, I sold them the Honey Badger shell last year, and they were still talking about how bad that hit was. I've, dude, I'll show you some pictures. <laughs> yeah, she, to her credit, she had that throttle pinned and was dialing and steering until she hit the wall. Did she adding speed? That's she, that's commitment right there. Uh, she has sack. Yeah. She has more sack than I do. <laughs> Renee is awesome, man. More sack than Caitlin? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Dude, got I a, just uh, got that. That took a minute to soak in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can say too. But, my first. Well, go ahead. If you're not oh ahead. no, I was just going to say that my first race was at VIR, and it, this was back when ITA was still really big and the Enduros yeah. oh, were really huge big. Back then, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was, I think SCCA had to go to Nationals to get a waiver for the number of cars on track. 120-something cars in the race group on track at the same time. Wait, oh, my gosh. Wait, that's where, a chump where, car. where was this? VIR. <laughs> yeah, but at least... I, I, I've been on this track with 118, but it was a lot. Yeah. That's, like, that's, like, that's like every single participant. That's Dude, so many how people. many cars? All of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't qualify the car. Giles qualified it, and he was faster than I was. He had loads of experience. So I'm up, like, I don't know, probably 100 places past where I should have been qualified. And I go across the radio to him. I'm like, dude, I'm in a cold sweat. I, what am I doing? What did you talk me into? He's like, oh, no, 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 no. Just, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Just don't crash the car. Dude, it's my car, so, you know. But, yeah, I, I, I successfully didn't crash it, but I remember that weekend at some point spinning it off a of South Bend. Yeah. 
That was exciting. Down off to the right yeah. or the left? Uh, off Shout to the Adam left Penn. towards the tires. Uh, that's where our buddy Adam Penn yeah. wrecked his car many years ago at an ITR Expo. Yeah, yeah. dude. My, uh, yeah. I, yeah, there, there's great. not a lot of room there. <laughs> I know. I successfully did not find the tire wall. Yep. yep. Um, but I think my next race after that was with him at Road Atlanta. Yeah. Which was terrifying. And literally before I got out on track, I watched a helicopter land at the apex of turn one to haul out an IT7 driver. Oh, that's Ooh. a nice feeling. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what, what the, have I gotten <laughs> what I myself doing? into? What am I doing? Yeah, that's but a bad fun- feeling. But it's funny, too, though. Like, once you start racing, like, how you have, like, a different mentality. Like, when we raced here in June, I was having issues, like, normal all season. So I don't qualify. We have, like, five cars signed up, and Helen and I are the only two running on Sunday. So she qualifies. I don't qualify as I'm too busy trying to figure out what the heck's going on. So we start at the back. So we work our way through the field, whatever. So literally have two spec Miatas touch in turn three, one rolls. And my first thought is, well, double yellows just came, is getting ready to come out. So I need to pass as many cars as I can between now and then. <laughs> you know, like if I was saw it like five years ago in a DE, I would have been like, oh, whoa, my whoa, God, whoa, I'm going home. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm oh, my home. goodness. I need to put my fist out the window, and I need to get off of this race <laughs> After I wipe my butt. Yeah. But instead, he sees the car roll over and thinks, I got about four corners to pass all those spec matters for double yellow. Time to step on it. Yellow, time <laughs> You know, I, I barely cars, know bro. you, but now I respect you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll say, though, too, since we're talking about first wheeled wheel experiences, I won't go into how Adam and I met because it's kind of long, drawn out, and I can talk forever. I have no idea how I, I don't remember it all. Well, it's like hot, it was like you saw me down in Brown County oh, when I had that right, whole yeah. thing going on, and you hit me up on. See, I thought this thing. was going to be a story about how you saw each other across the bar, and he winked, locked, and you winked. Guys. Why does it have to be in the bar first? <laughs> and so would he. Yeah. He's too busy working. This magic moment. Uh, he's, he's building the bar. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. On a Saturday morning. So yeah. he's handling a lot of wood? Oh. oh my gosh! I don't know. You could ask him because penises on this one. <laughs> well, you could ask him because he actually woke me up at VIR. We slept in the same bed, and he's like, "Brad, hey, wake wake up! Your your arms over me, scoot over." <laughs> that's true. He must not like you a whole lot. Like no, him and like true. David Calzada just like cuddle and stuff. Every, like every time, every time I'm in a bed with a guy at a track event, I always end up getting spooned. So maybe I'm the pretty guy. I have no idea. <laughs> I, so, uh, at 2005, I was crewing for my buddy uh, Matt. Uh, we were at uh, Maine Pro Rally. And do you guys remember the story with uh, the guy who went to WRC with an E30 and he like ran in a WRC race? Oh, yeah, the Mexico, Mexico thing like a couple yeah. years ago. And, like, that was what's yeah, his Bill, face? Bill Caswell. Bill Caswell. Yeah. His co-driver, Ben, was the other guy helping me at Matt's, uh, at Matt's event uh, at the Maine Pro Rally. And Ben's got one eye, so we call him One-Eyed Ben. And we're in this better than out, better like, than one-eyed Willie. Yeah, we're in this clapped-out, terrible hotel in Maine somewhere, and Ben was snoring, and Ben wrapped his arm around me, and it was it was interesting. Was <laughs> it was it love right then? It wasn't as much love as the arm wrap around from Brad, or the arm wrap around from David Calzada. He didn't grab the but, shifter, did he? <laughs> Oh. He did, did take he, it from first gear to second gear. Did he jam it in reverse? From what I've heard, that's a <laughs> short throw shifter. Yeah, I, forgot, <laughs> I forgot where we were going here. But, but anyway, so I'll get back to on track. So our first. Oh, my gosh. Somebody just uh, delivered so a giant piece of If I drank, of, uh, it's about time to get turned, as the kids would say. So anyways, they asked me to do lemons with them, and I say yes. Bad idea because, like you said, this is just a terrible hobby. I don't even know why I'm spending my money here. 
But anyways, so we do it. And I'm the type, like, I plan, like, you know, X, Y, and Z. Like, we go on vacation. Like, I already know, like, the gates will be in, et cetera. I'm just that type of person. So I ask Adam. I'm like, so what's the driving order like? He's like, dude, we, we just. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to drive first. and then Whoever's the most sober at the time. You guys figure the rest out. I, I, I always, uh, for our first couple of races, I drove first because the, at first it was always terrible. Um, there's so many cars on track. And that race, it happened to be snowing. Yeah, when you we went start, out, yeah. It was 118 cars started the race. Was, in that, the snow. was that the one that was here? Yeah, yeah. it was here. That's yeah. the one we won. That was the here. first one I ran with them. So yeah. I don't know if I, I think I ran third because I think it was like something like with the logistics of yeah. me going and getting the family from the hotel because like it was all, cold as balls. Yeah, all I wanted to do was just keep the car out of other cars. Yeah, which and, is what you do in the first yeah. stint, especially in Lemons Race. Hey, you just wait. It's kind of a war of attrition. You wait for like the 50 fir- crappy cars to drop out. Yeah, exactly. So I go out third, and so I, I'm just cruising. Jeremy had been kind of talking to me, Jeremy Jubay. And uh, so I radio in. I'm like, so because I think when I went out, we were the third or second in class. Yeah, we were doing pretty well. But we well were back like five laps, three laps maybe. Yep, yep. So I radio in. I'm like, hey, where are we at? And Jeremy's like, uh, we're in the lead by two laps. I'm like, <laughs> wow. I'm like, all right. Adam's like, fucking paddle, go. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, but I didn't tell you. So anyway, yeah, we got – I backed up there. So anyways, so I asked him all these questions. He's like, no, we're not, we're not serious. We're not going to win. Yeah. We're just here to have for, fun. For our first three or four races, we had like been all like, we're going to prep this thing to the nines. We're going to have brand new tires. We're going to do well. We're going to run this thing. And we get black flags. And the fuel cell would like put varnish off because the fuel cell is 15 <laughs> years old. And it would clog the fuel filter. Or like the distributor would die. Or spark plug would fall off. Or we lost a valve when we run on three cylinders and we had to swap the motor overnight. And then for this race, when, when I invited Brad, I'm like, dude, don't worry about it. We're going to not care at all. Yeah. And then by the end of the first day, we're winning by 15 laps. Yeah. And <laughs> that so, is, and that so, is the recipe to success right there. Well, so, well we, the car was still well prepped. I mean, it had a good motor, it had good tires well, and yeah. everything. But, but uh, so, he, so Jeremy radios me in. And another funny thing was, is in there, they, ha- they had a stop or not stopwatch. They just had like a regular watch. And they're from Chicago area, so it's from the region. So, like, that's an hour behind where I'm at and what is here at Gingerman. So, he, so Jeremy radios me, and he's like, you can come in. And Adam's like, no, you need to stay out there. You're not coming in. Stay out there. Like, okay, yeah, I'll stay out. We had dueling radios. So, it's like, he's like, now he's like, he went from, like, this is a, a joke to, like, no, like, I'm dead serious. You stay out there, and you keep turning laps. So, I keep going. This is the fi- longest podcast ever, I know. That's fine. Well, you, ex- you should expect that. So, anyways, then he – so Jeremy radios me, and he's like, all right, go ahead and come in. And I look at the watch, and I'm like, I've only been in the car for two hours and 15 or two and a half hours. I'm staying out. So, anyways, he's like, pit, pit, pit. And I'm like, no, I'm not pitting. So I stay out, and we're running short course here. So I heard him. So he comes back on the mic, and he's like, like – dirt short course? Yes. Half mile? Ha- no, I w- it was a quarter mile. You're from Indiana, right? Yeah. Okay, all right. No, it's, uh, yeah, th- all right. I, I think Indiana means short bus. Oh, <laughs> man, that's tough, but hey, I believe it. I mean, what am I going to say? I, 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 I don't know. I, in your I'm sorry accent. for interjecting. Go ahead. Chrome I, I think sorry. I think we you need know, an introduction very... for our newest guy on the, uh, on the I, mic. I literally was just that was kind of crummy. I was literally Who just handed a microphone. Uh, my name is Mark Crumey, and I uh, was handed a microphone. As I was on my way to the bathroom, so hey, well, well hold on, let's let's take it with you. Let's get some audio. Let's and make it quick. Bef- before before this guy runs away, he is, I, I believe, one of our expo sponsors here, also. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so 
You guys, did you suit? And did he you is spring a, for that sponsorship? He is a oh, handsome oh, man with oh, massive. Oh, oh, oh. I am. I am the collar. Uh, so where are you so, from originally? I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. And no, no, that's it. We're, we're good people from there. Bengals, uh, woo! So, yeah, uh, more like the criminals. I already said this part in the banquet, but because there are probably people that are listening who are not here. Uh, 2006 Expo Six, first track day, first uh, first track day ever, and first Expo ever. And uh, rolled in. Everyone was super cool. And uh, I just kept coming back because everyone was so super nice. And it was Jabez's bachelor party. I, I didn't get an invite, though. So, so, but, so I was there and didn't even know it. So you moved out to California, and this, like, hairpiece came along. So what happened there? <laughs> so uh, so in 2000 and uh, – when were we at uh, Mid-Ohio? 2012? I think you, I think you moved, like, 12 2012 and 2013. So 2012 uh, – Ibach, a.k.a. Uh, – Shout out Tony Jackson. Who who you work for. Yeah. By the I, way. I, I, work, I skateboard work. Tony I Jackson counts like Tony Hawk uh, in a sense. Trey in a Flip. Way. I think. Is he Trey? No, he's just Jackson on uh, uh, the place. On he that he place. is Jackson. That's correct. On that, yes. that, yeah. that one. That one that place. One place. With the hyphen or not hyphen. I don't remember. Anyway. Um, so uh, Expo 12, Mid-Ohio. Hanging out. Find out I'm going to uh, California. Start talking to uh, Tony. He's like, oh, you come out, you know, come out when you I had no job. I was going out. Yeah, well, you went out there just, to be a service rider, didn't you? Originally? Yeah, I was going to go out. I, I ended up being a service rider at Volkswagen. and uh, but that, that keeps you busy. Lots, yeah. of, that, Lots of That is what we call job security. <laughs> Super job security. Uh, met a lot of weird, famous people in, like, Venice, Santa Monica area. And it's like, it's like, yeah, you know what? I'm kind of over this. What so, kind of Volkswagens do famous people drive? Golf, phaetons, Fe- really? Yeah. Golfs like yeah. GTIs Everyone or just like GTIs. regular golfs? GTIs. Uh, what's that big? What's that big sedan that was like all handmade? The phaeton. Yeah, yeah. It has like thirteen spark plugs or well, something dude, stupid. You can, you can buy remember. those things stupid cheap now, like fifteen yeah. grand. Well, oh, wow. that's because have you seen what it takes to like change the timing chains on like a W12? Are they on the back? That's They're stupid. on the, it's a Bugatti W12. Yeah, everyday super the chains are on the back of the motor, right? Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's one of those things of, hey, wow, since you shouldn't have to change these things all the time, let's put them between the transmission and the block. <laughs> I mean, who? Those things sound it's, awesome. It's good for like those 34 labor awesome hours. Exhaust, yeah, though, I, at least. Uh, uh, it's like interesting that they have ex-service riders as their engineers, but, you know, that's cool. <laughs> you know, that's they do, funny how that works out. I don't know. I don't those know. W motors do sound great with straight pipes, though. Yeah, that's good. Like, I, I really, I'd love to have, like, a W8 Passat wagon I can, with a manual trans and straight pipes. I cannot argue with that. That is a true statement. Yeah, they, they sound absolutely amazing. And wagon. Because yeah, wagon, wagons. Because wagons, wagons. Wagons are just well, great. And, and, you know, and I, actually, you know what? You've got one. The TDI, the sport wagons. Yeah. Dude, my mom has a six-speed and it is <laughs> always got to bring up my mom. <laughs> like literally, like we okay. So we were driving around uh, Chicago. Hers, with I mean, it. hers doesn't look as good as yours, but you know. <laughs> well, no, it's it's funny though because we were driving around Chicago, and even the trip up here from Atlanta, like we'd pass a sport wagon and be like, oh, I wonder what type of person was driving that. It's always some woman who is like at least sixty years old. Yeah, always I, without fail. Well, my without mom, fail. My mom. But she's does she happy? Track it yeah, she is happy, and face. she's getting awesome fuel economy. Yeah, no, does my, she track uh, it with three or four other people in it? Maybe three or four. That's correct. There was five. Five. Yeah. Four. Four grandkids in the car. <laughs> so you did, this, in think, fact, pass my mom on the way here. Probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably. 
So before we let you go, because I right. don't want you I'm to dancing. run anywhere. I'm dancing. Oh, uh, you, are you going to come back in a minute? Maybe because I, I, I want to talk. No, shocks. I'm good. Let's. We can talk shocks. I heard I was uh, talking to Bernie. Already left, but Bernie uh, managed to get his hands on an ex real time car and yes. had a great story. That thing, is, that thing is sweet. But he didn't know what was going on. Will he, here. Will he be here tomorrow? Like, you, you we'll can be probably here. Actually, hear the whole story in the background about 15 minutes ago because <laughs> he was yelling very loudly. But he's gone. We so. need to have him on. We need to have him on tomorrow. We, no, yeah, and tomorrow. Where is he? Bernie's also part of Team Van as well. Team what? Team Cre- Creeper Van. Shout out. Oh yeah. Oh, just just free like candy, you. free candy all day, just like so, Brad. Oh, that's right. No, but I heard some talk about compression rebound somewhere. Yeah, no, we we were talking know. about shocks, and so I, after having run. Coney's Coney races for ages on all different types of Hondas. Huge longtime Coney fan. And then uh, another friend of mine, Mark Osgood, convinced me, twisted my arm when I owned my 97R, that I had to buy a set of Motons from him. He had some DA Motons, some double adjustable Motons that he wasn't using anymore on his STC Civic. So it was one of those cases where, hey, I've got an EF Civic and my shocks cost more than my car. <laughs> so, he, he, dude, he cut me a good deal on them, and I put them on my Type R, and I was a convert. Um, you know, remote monotubes will do things that a single adjustable Coney won't do. But that's because they also cost, you know, eight or ten times more. I, it's... You know that's the way it works. Just like strippers, exactly. And and when when you get the expensive to, ones, will do a lot more. The expensive ones will do anything you, have the you want. Five dollar dances, as, and you have the twenty five dollar dances. Exactly. You know the monotubes are your call girls. I don't know you guys are. To- I don't even know what you guys are talking about. I've never even been. I've never even been to a strip club. You don't get hookers at strip clubs. You get you're getting a hooker for twenty five bucks. She ain't doing nothing but touching that puddle. <laughs> <laughs> so. One of the things that's intrigued me with iBox Line is some of the uh, the remote stuff that you guys have. What is it? I think the R2? Yeah, the R2s. R2s, R2s yeah. And R2. I've heard really good stuff about those. Haven't had a chance to put my hands on them, um, but I've heard really good stuff about them. Um, they, uh, they are, yeah, that was creepy. So, uh, no, you can't see what just happened. You can't see what just happened, but there was creepy things. I, I think, uh, so, uh, what's cool about the Multi Pro R2s is uh, you do have uh, double adjustment of compression. And rebound adjustment, and uh, we use a uh, digressive uh, compression side. So when you smash on the curbs or jump, or you know, you know, the the quick way, the the high speed compression is handled very well with the uh, Multi Pro R2s, and it ends up being a pretty quick setup. So, um, but what's what's nice about them is you do have the two. Two levels of adjustment. You get, you have the rebound and the compression. So you get your rebound set for whatever spring rates you're using. So, uh, for instance, on, I have an Integra Type R, and uh, I use uh, 700 pounds in the front, 750 in the rear, and then our 25 mil rear bar, uh, full stiff. And uh, I'm yeah, still baby, kind of yeah, baby, full stiff, shortest hole. Yeah. <laughs> Short is, and stiff. It is, I think yeah. that is precisely how Brad that, likes it. That, that, yeah, the shortest hole, full know. stiff. And, it, this uh, is true. Right. Yes. So max uh, stiffness. And uh, so I'm still kind of experimenting. I, uh, I'm i new over there, so kind of getting my hands through there. And, uh, well, and, and dude, one of, one of the cool things that I thought with the, uh, the R2s was that the – the fronts are truly remote. So the fronts where you have room on an Acura, on a Honda, to route the canisters up into the engine bay, 
you've got those. And the rears, I think they're piggyback. Yeah, the, the rears piggyback are piggyback. Uh, don't tell anyone, but I uh, I did like a Mark Spec uh, remote version. Ah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, nothing's going to happen, actually. See, I, and I'm, I'm but that's just the beauty of working there. Well, <laughs> I got my hands on like throwaway parts. I was like, hmm, this was an old... I just honed out the like some displays and yeah. put some displays together. What do you, together, have, what do you so. have on your M3? M3's got ground control. Our okay. springs, our bars, and then ground control. Unfortunately, we never did a... Uh, well, we did way, way back in the day. Because wasn't Tony thinking about doing something like that with his? He's got an E46. The E46... We actually did a prototype uh, R2 kit for the E46. So he has the um, – uh, we started that project and then just kind of nixed it at the rear. So he has got the rear E46, yeah, I think, yeah, I think he told me and then that, he's yeah. got the ground control double adjustable fronts. So, But we've been working with ground control for – not advanced design, but they do use – it's like a ground control slash Coney double adjustable front insert. So you have the body, and then you slide the insert in. You know, screw the insert in. So um, that's a mix of both, mix of both. But and it's a good setup. He uh, he's been pretty quick uh, in his uh, time trial efforts, and uh, yeah, I'm just using a single adjustable, but really big tires, and uh, it's cool. I'm first in Beamer Challenge. Though, too. You're on I'm, the, I'm the challenge champion right now. Yeah, baby, you look good doing it too. Yeah. Jumping curbs and stuff. I okay. literally bent the hell out of my CCWs. I'm pretty bummed about that. Oh. Like, oh. Well, but it was worth it. It was worth it. Well, and, and Did see, you get a good picture? I got a great picture. That's all that matters. I have two wheels off the ground and I uh, got first on that day. Cooper's and got I'm, some pictures like that, too. Yeah, I've got first yeah. in the championship right now, so it's like, it's cool. But, uh, you know, it's, it's not wheel to wheel. I want wheel to wheel. I'll get there. Oh, I'll man. I'll get there. You got to get there. It's oh god. <laughs> you should you should come out for a lemons race. We uh we talked about getting our hands on a lemons car and actually doing like an Ibach lemons car, but uh, we're all we're all broke because we spent money on our other cars. <laughs> That's the problem. Lemons, yeah, right. le- lemons and jump to me is I mean huge bang for the buck, especially for the the novice wheel to wheel guy. Yes. It's yeah. I, I mean I'll, I'll tell you. In my opinion, and I haven't run with NASA, so I'll speak to SCCA, but running Lemons is a great kind of starter, a great way to get out there, get a feel for what it's like to run wheel-to-wheel. Chump ratchets it up a little bit, a little less social, a little less, you know, like this sort of thing. I mean, there's not a whole lot of sitting around a chump paddock at the end of the day drinking beers. Everyone is a little bit more serious business, which kind of makes me chuckle because they're ostensibly $500, (laughs) or I'm sorry, 500-point cars. Um, Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. (laughs) And, uh, you know, and, and SCCA even takes that a little bit further. There's still some camaraderie. There's still some hanging around drinking beers. But the the talent level at SCCA or NASA is typically a fair bit higher um, yeah. in general. Now, that being said, the top lemons teams, the top chump teams, we were talking about, I think, Simon Says earlier with one of their Integras. Dude, those guys don't mess around. There no. are some fast cars in chump. Very um, well prepped. Yeah. Like, there's there's a lot of people now that their their main thing that they do behind a wheel is – Lemons or jump yeah. car racing. Yeah, and like he said, it has a lot to do. As I have a buddy that when I rode BMX, he was a skateboarder, and then he started doing Ds maybe a little bit before I did. And, yeah, that's as far as he went was. He went Ds, and then he has a chump team. And uh, I don't fault that much. I mean, he sent me you know things on Facebook, hey, you want to run with us, et cetera. 
from my experience, I've never ran chump, just the lemons. I think I ran lemons with you guys, what, twice or three times? And the one time I started the lemons race at Autobahn, and I think there was like 101 or 108 or I don't know what it was. But that, like Adam said, you kind of go out and you just putt around, make sure the car comes back fine. But I remember that race, that sucked because it was like the first 45 minutes was like, literally there was, wasn't even a green. There was just cars broke down everywhere and on fire and cars rolled. And like, it's like, what's going on here? Um, but with lemons, it's kind of like you just show the person, hey, I'm like wanting to pass you. And they're, for the most part, like, okay, go ahead. Well, and But some of that is enduro versus sprint race mindset. Yeah, yep. I mean, in, in an enduro, I'll tell you, I mean, like the VIR 13, dude, I didn't do a whole lot to really slow people from passing me yeah. because why? I mean, it's a 13-hour race. Yeah, right. So, you know, some of it going back to, you know, what we're talking about, autocrossing is different from DE, is different from sprint race, and sprint race is different from enduro. But it's cool to me to see the accessibility because I guarantee you if there was chump and lemons 10 years ago that's what I would have gone into yeah. and I think too with lemons though the one thing that helps you a lot is helps you with your you know spatial awareness your racecraft in a sense um, I mean like I said sometimes the passes are way too easy than what they should be mm-hmm. um, but like with you know, like when I started running with NASA I remember in comp school my very first like you know the, the last part of the day they do the faux starts in a sense where you go up, you line up, you do a start, and then you run to like turn seven, I think it was a gateway. And I was like, well, how are we going to? And they bring in like, uh, they brought in the Thunder cars. So, you know, here I am in a Civic running with the Thunder guys, and it's like, oh my, I was kind of like overwhelmed. It's like, yeah. oh my God, like, this is the first time I've been on this track ever. There's walls everywhere, you know, it's a roval. Yeah, and and now all of a sudden, you know. Being raped by V8s. That yeah. Are, yeah. And so they say, well, how do you grid? And they say, well, you're just going to grid by how you, how you pull up. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to wait forever. So I wait forever, and guess what? I was second dude up there. So I hit, here I am, like, on my first, like, legit start. And, yeah, I'm starting outside, and whoa. So it was, like, the first time it was, like, this is not anything I expected. This is not lemons. No, no. And, and, and I think that's one of the big things is that people, even moving from DE into club racing or lemons into club racing or any of that stuff is, is acclimating to the different levels of aggression. Um, cause sprint racers are aggressive as all hell Oh yeah, because you, you have such a small amount of time to get it done that you'll push things. You'll do things that you wouldn't normally do because you want to win. We're t- Yeah. My, my first sprint race, it was, uh, it was kind of a shock how, uh, how aggressive everybody was as far as passes and blocking. Blocking was the thing that really surprised well, me. Well, and, and I will, I will clarify that to, to call it race craft because, yeah. At Mid Ohio, it's blocking. <laughs> there's no place to well, pass there bec- anyway. Because you you can't legitimately swerve and block. But yeah, I mean when when I went back and ran what was like the three hour enduro at Road Atlanta with Mike and his chump car, going back to the sprint because it's basically all sprint car racers that are happen to be there for the arc, the American Road Race of Champions, and they stick around for Sunday for the three hour you know three hour enduro. I'm using air quotes. Yep. Um, but they approached that with a sprint racer mentality. Dude, those guys weren't giving any room. And I saw some dicey stuff out there. Yep. Um, and we ended up doing well. But Which I've actually, I've actually seen less in Chump Car. Less of the dicey stuff, I should say. It, to me, and I've got limit, limited Chump Car, limited lemons. 
But the uh, the chump car stuff seems to me to be somewhat dependent upon the track. I did... And probably the region, too, as yeah, far as who I, you're I, running with. Yeah, I did the VR, VIR 24 with um, Hong North, drove Kevin's MX3. I think we finished like 6th or 7th back in maybe 2013, 2012. 2012, I think. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. And uh, I saw some crazy stuff there in the middle of the night when it was dark and nobody could see. That's just going to happen. Are you, are you talking about on track? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Lemons, and Lemons, the crazy stuff is in the paddock. And Chump, it's out oh, on track. Yeah. But, Which, actually, for my, my Road America race, that was, again, my first wheel-to-wheel, there, it was actually a very clean race. So going from doing HPDs, instructing to wheel to wheel seemed like it was very natural with chump car at road America. Well, and And it was just a very clean group of guys that were out for points and to, for endurance rather than than the the raw aggression. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that, that mirrors what I've seen in Daytona. So the Daytona, what is it? The Daytona 13 hour that they run every year. Done that a couple of years, and dude, awesome race! I'll absolutely, Adam, you should come down for that. I'll talk to Kevin. So far away from Chicago, though. dude. It's 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 in August, so it's a beach vacation. That's not bad. That's you a can good bring idea. the family. Everybody gets a place out by the beaches. That's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. The uh, it, <clears throat> my first like real wheel to wheel was a lemons race. And uh, and that was before kind of lemons got a little bit more serious. This is 2012, maybe 11. I don't remember. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I also found the transition kind of uh, kind of chill. You know, like it, it felt natural. Um, where I had been doing more serious uh, DE driving and instructing, and and I had been with Chin Motorsports and their no point passing group and stuff. So I kind of had a little bit of a wheel to wheel feel. But uh, yeah, I found a little bit more of a. It was a normal. It, it kind of felt like the progression of things. I kind of got to make a segue here since we got these pizza rolls. Man, and I Mike need keeps one talking, of them Totinos. And Mike keeps talking about Road America. If you've been Road America, my God, is that not the best food stand in the world at a racetrack? <laughs> Eggers. Eggers for life. Jeez me Christmas. Gearbox Eggers are oh my. to die for. It's great as long as you have a cup or something to drink out of. Well, I don't know what kind of cup you're talking about, but anyways. <laughs> so good. But I got they had this thing called a gearbox melt, which was like Texas toast. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. They called it a grilled cheese, but it really wasn't. And it had a ham. Oh my word! And their, <laughs> and their cheese curds, like you know, for us the best thing we have in Indiana for cheese curds is Culver's. That's I had terrible. some of those today, and they're good. Yeah, they're, they're good. good. But then they're, you go to Road America, and you're passable. like, and then you go to Road America, and it's like, my God, these are cheese curds. <laughs> Not a bad place to eat some eat some food, man. No, watch some cars. Yeah, yeah. It was so, and and Road America is on my list of tracks that I want to go to. Well, so you've been there, go, but you you're, haven't you're really close right dr- now. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I the hell with I, Nebraska. I, yeah, you know, I'll skip the whole Lincoln thing and go up to Road America and just break in. Uh, yeah, I would just go up there and eat the food. Um, <laughs> where you're coming from. I guess I saw Cooper this earlier. Like to me, NCM is like a track that slept on. That track is so fun, really, so fun. Yeah, the new Corvette Museum track. Yeah, yeah. And you I, go, those are my people now. Exactly. I didn't forget all about that. Yeah. See, yeah, 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 they were a helmet. You can throw the people. mullet out the window. <laughs> so I, I think I told a couple of you. So when I bought a Corvette, 
I didn't realize it, but there's like a secret handshake. Everybody they wave to each other. You yeah. when you're driving down the road, <laughs> it's like owning a Jeep. Corvette owners <laughs> wave to each other. That happens yeah. with Ford F three fifty guys too. F three fifty guys, yeah, like, really? What's up, dude? I, I figured you, know you guys just met on. each other at like truck stops and yeah. yeah. Well, we'll get into that too, but you know, that's a topic for another day. Like flash the cab yeah. lights at each other. That's right. Yeah, that, that's a sign of horniness. Yeah. Let's see with What's me. Up, buddy? Check out my bed light. Click, click, click. <laughs> see, I don't have anything cool like that. I daily a Civic. It's lowered because well, I tracked it. The same setup it has right now. Yeah, so oh, well, you guys, you guys have you guys have the friendly rev. Yeah, you every, rev at each other. Everybody you revs See, on you. No, That's the rule. I, actually, there are a couple kids that are dumped in the town that do wave at me. And I wave back because hey, we're driving Civics. We're cool like that. The best story is three weeks. No, probably longer. Probably a month, month and a half. I'm driving home from work, just cruising. You know, nine and three. I pass this SRT four, and the dude like literally gives me a thumbs down. And it's like, me? you know, it's unusual I, to receive that sort of honesty from a complete stranger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I got a thumbs I, down I didn't think that the SMT4 guys had such good judgment. The <laughs> at the South Haven Walmart, yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, I, yeah I didn't think the SMT4 guys had such good judgment. <laughs> you should have rolled the back windows down with their power. Just be like, ha, yeah. check that Check out, out them baby seats, <laughs> bruh. Yeah. Check out that baby seat I got back there, buddy. How do you think about that? Yeah. No, actually, what I think is when Greco people, Biot. Well, like, <laughs> all those SRT8s, they all have cranked down back windows. No, this or SRT4. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. They all have cranked down back windows. Yeah, hey, at least I got power windows, yeah. you dick. Yeah. Check it out. No, it's an EX model line, baby. The thing I think about that is, is like maybe I would have thought like that when I was like 18, maybe. Because I was kind of a dick when I was 18. I might still be a dick now. Was, it, was the dude like 50? Because that would have been I hilarious. Could, I couldn't tell. <laughs> But uh, who knows? But it was you a Friday night. Tell so if I, he was eighteen or fifty. No, I wasn't paying attention to him. That thing was. I'm just cruising along, and all of a sudden, it's like, boom, thumbs down. I'm like, what? What in the world of <laughs> like, Facebook? A like, thumbs down? That's yeah, like, like yeah, exactly. Finger, what the man. heck was that? But the thing I think of is, is like, at the stage we're at now, like, you drive a Z06. So I think he lets you because you drive a Z06. That's no. reasonable. Did I about put it in your quarter panel today? I did. Were well, you mad at me? No. Guess what? We get along. You made some more sexual advances towards me. Well, who cares? See, I, I will tell you the biggest problem of you passing me without a point by is that, and and I will, I will, you know, I'm gonna have to talk to Jay about that tomorrow <laughs> about the unsafe driving by one of the competition drivers here. Um, is that by passing me on the driver's side, Adam was unable to flick you off as you went oh, past. He was, in, he was in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the car. Yeah. You were in the car and you didn't flip me off? That's yeah, impressive. Well, no, he was he was going to flip you off, but you passed on the wrong side. You passed on the left, you <laughs> dick. I was going to wave you by on the other side so that he could appropriately flick you don't, off. Don't yeah. you have that still shot? You have that still shot from mid-Ohio. Oh, man, he was so pissed. <laughs> Every time Brad Adams passed me, I need to say hello. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> You're like number one. Yeah. Well, and one of the best stories about the Adam Jabay thing. Oh, that was a funny one. Yeah, so one. this this was this was at Mid Ohio, but I thought Adam was in the Lemons car. This was 2012 when my ITA car broke. It's my first event with it. And when it you had your out, dynamic Mark right here, going saved, on. Mark right here saved my I butt saw the because he, of that he found my camber curve for me in the bathroom. He says, "Yo, your back wheel's got like a two inch camber curve so, going back and forth." So, so dynamic alignment. And so we, were, me, me, and Chris Stewart and my brother were triple team in the Lemons car every session. And so Adam, I think you'd already flip me off in the in the Lemons car. So I think it's him again. So we come out of the keyhole, and I think I don't even know. Who knows if I got you a were crowding my brother hard. Anyways, I passed. It was ended up being Jeremy, and I didn't know Jeremy at the time <laughs> at all. And I kid you not, I had mirrors on the car at the time, and I had maybe two inches between my mirror and his mirror. <laughs> 
and I look over, and I think it's Adam. I'm getting ready to flip him off, and it's Jeremy. And the look on his face, I can't do this on a mic, but, like, imagine, like, the biggest eyes wide open, and that was Jeremy. It was like, oh, my God, who is this? And I'm like, oh, my God, that's not Adam. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the good times with the with the with the hey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah so that that one. time, it, what Austin was talking about was is it was thirteen maybe, and it was hot as nuts. And so we had not played like we always it, talk about going which out. Which nuts? Yours. D's. D's nuts. <laughs> nuts. So we always talk about going out and tracking together, and we never do it, never. So finally, we're like, all right, we're gonna go out. So I'm sitting there, and I'm waiting, and I'm sweating, and I'm ready to go home, and I'm sweating more. And he's not coming up to grid. And I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, finally, after four gallons of sweat went into my eyes, I'm like, I'm going out. So I go out and I peg like three laps. And I'm like, cool, I'm going home. And all of a sudden, I make the make the turn at one at mid-Ohio. And who's coming out of the pits? It's Adam Jabay. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? So I'm like, all right. And I already turned it off. Like, I'm like full, like fifth gear, just boo. And there he goes. And I'm like, that MFR wants me to play. Of course right. I did. I so I literally, keep, I literally specifically keep it. looking to find you. I like I I, I waved off like the point out by Willard or whoever was pointing at everybody out. And I said no. I need to see Brad Adams come around there because so, it took me too long to get my Hans device on. So I finally so I keep it in fifth, cruise all the way up there, downshift in third, come out of the keyhole. He points me by, and we we run a lap. And I don't know, I don't even remember how far of a gap I had, but I, I ran basically a lap and a half. And I'm like, I'm done. Like I'm literally just. Flat done. So I point him by. I wait. So I, I put. I point him by, and he's like, he's like, no. And I'm like, freaking go, you dick. And he's like, mm. So I'm like, all right, watch this. And I throw up the pit signal, and he literally pulls up next to me, and he's just like, full bird, <laughs> full bird. And I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. And you got that on GoPro too, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually when I remember to turn on my GoPro. That's right. That GoPro came on. Actually, didn't come out of the van today. Either it's solo. Yeah, I, I uh, mine didn't either. I, I did one session today. Uh, yeah. I, I checked out. I checked out my new Willwoods. Hopefully, I have some breaks. And I took. I t- passed all the beginners in the beginner session. It <laughs> <laughs> was awesome. You know, Adam, those beginners drove really, really well. Actually, uh, Adam, I, I think after today, you can probably move up to intermediate. <laughs> I'm gonna work on it tomorrow. <laughs> you're, gonna have to, you're gonna have to do some time in the classroom tomorrow. Yeah, I'm gonna have to ask Jay's permission. Yeah. I've yeah. got a golden ticket. <laughs> uh, yeah, he missed the drivers' meeting. He shouldn't have been allowed to. Drive. I missed he everything. Shouldn't have. He shouldn't I literally have at all. missed everything but the last session. I'm like. I gotta check these brakes out tomorrow. I gotta see if I need some parts. So I, w- I pull up to grid and like the Mustang waves me around. He saw my car and the Willard looks at me like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> because they were towing somebody off in the session before. And I said, "I just gotta see if these brakes are sprouting leaks. They're brand new calipers." Oh, all right, all right, fun. <laughs> so when you're, nice. the, when you're in the novice session, did you see Calzada out there? Calzada was instructing that session in the white STI. Oh, uh, was he? 2015, yeah, white STI. Yeah, I was out with it. I was out with an intermediate, and we're cruising along, and all of a sudden I'm like, the, oh "My God, that's Calzada! What the heck's he doing out here?" <laughs> does Does he have the uh, the famed K Miata here? The he does. Is here is now it? on fifteen by tens. Burnout! Oh my word! And for our for our listeners who are not I here, know, I don't know. I don't know if I would announce that. There, I don't know if I would announce that. There may have allegedly been shenanigans. That might have been a break talk at midnight thirty. How long is this show going? We have to, on two two hours and ten well, minutes. Well, we didn't make hey, you listen. Hey, Adam, 
I can tell you this show's going longer than Christian Ship. This is true. <laughs> they call me the two pump chump. Yeah, Christian looks like he's about to fall asleep, about to roll over. No, it's it's babe. A, I've run it. out of beer, and no one's getting me beer. Yeah. Well, you were the you, guy you were the beer getting, runner before. Somebody remember? brought some liquor Jack out, over dude. I, I, uh, yeah, I. I allegedly I may have had a uh, bad incident with Jim Beam at the handle. age of fourteen. Or well, you're 13. about to have another one. You drive no. you drive a Corvette now, Dude, man. I, I drive a Corvette, which means I must be a girl in other ways. <laughs> he needs a margarita. Uh, that man needs a margarita. <laughs> can can a I daiquiri, have a strawberry? Is it Jim Beam from Kentucky? Can I, yeah, can I have a Zima? A wine cooler. <laughs> he needs a wine cooler. <laughs> can I can I have a <laughs> All right, why don't we just shut this off and start the next podcast? Real, real quick, we do have a uh, <laughs> uh, we have a, a listener a listener question from Stephen with a PH. Okay. Uh, no, no D though. Stephen, no D. So Stephen, Stephen, what What's was your up, question? Steven? Wow, thanks. <laughs> um, so you know, I'm here just I'm surrounded by all of you folks. You know, you've all been doing Sorry this for several that. years, <laughs> and you know, I'm just my first track day was. Last year, badass dude. Here, this track, Grid Life, crazy. I'm sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was a good time. I had fun. This is more. How many drunk chicks did you see on that Friday night? So many drunk chicks. So many drunk chicks. Oh yes, plenty. plenty. My God, that's so odd. Anyways, let's shut our mouths. (laughs) That's right, baby. All of them. Papa Molly, I'm sweating. Woo! Literally, when when Ramsey Ramsey was there, we were camping together, like every. Ten minutes, there was this group next to us, and they would start chanting, "Goon Squad, Goon Squad, Goon Squad." Yes, <laughs> Austin even knows where you were. So <laughs> four in the morning. Good old loud ass camping section. <laughs> yeah, well, we actually had signs uh, that said "loud ass camping" and "not loud ass camping" at that event. Well, it, it was my fault. I picked the spot, so <laughs> I'm like Ramsey over here. He's like, okay. And I'm like, well, I regret this decision. So. On to my question, sorry. Um, I've done two track days, you know, this one, and then I did Road America. You will love it when you go there, by the way. Road America looks like a faster Road Atlanta. Yeah. It's all over the throttle, hit the brakes, hope to God you make it through, get on the gas, hit the brakes. America. Perfect mullet mobile. Yeah, Yeah, like that is, is it? We need to let yeah. this poor gentleman ask For his question. The, the, the commentary uh, amongst the, uh, the group Road America. Road Atlanta is scarier than Road America. Uh, Go, going into five will curl the mullet, though. Well, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Road Atlanta, to me, and I've... I Road Atlanta is supposed to be a, tra- a car eater, right? Everybody talks about all the cars that get like eaten up and spit out at Road Atlanta. And I think the thing with it is is that nothing ever gets broken unless you like you run perfectly. Yeah, if you're not perfect, that's when problems happen. So I've been off all over the place there, and managed to not wad up a car yet. Took Mike's car off backwards through six, went off through one, almost <laughs> got flipped in three. Ooh. That's a good spot. Yeah. That's Cooper's been there. I've seen those pictures. Yeah, dude. So what's your uh, question? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> is this a smart hobby? No. Oh, no, no, no. I know Does it's it not lead a smart to hobby. Uh, run, baby, yeah. run? Yeah. I know it, it's Bankruptcy not a smart hobby. and desolation. Yes. I'm going on my third motor. Already because motor holy moly, that's worse than me. <laughs> well, originally I okay, let me point out that yes. Th- Are you tracking a Land Rover? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ramsey's got you covered. Yes. 
It failed tech inspection, but yeah. I did it Austin's anyway. great with so the Land Rover Discovery V6 that's being tracked. <laughs> Automotive specialty, yes. They're supplying all the tools. No, I, I know it's Including a you. hobby. Uh, I, dude, I come with it all. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, what she said. <laughs> oh. I, I love it to death, though. Ever, ever since I discovered it, you know, I went to ITR Expo in 2010. That was my first taste of it. Didn't what up, Autobahn? That was a good one. Right I was there. That's Steven Mikolo-Lizek. I was there. Smiko. I rolled him. Smiko. And, and, the, and the, cat, the rotor on my buddy's distributor shattered into a million pieces. That will happen. Hold on. Wait. No, uh, I don't a think Honda so. with well, Yeah, did you buy that problems? from Adam Jubei? Was it clear? GSR? Yeah. Was it Lexi? I bought it at bro. Um, I'm, just, I'm just, you know, I'm listening to all you guys. You all have this experience, and most of you drive... Not so good. <laughs> not so not slow. Good. My car is beat up slow. cars. Yes. Well, they're kind of they're kind of beat up. Yeah, yeah kind of beat up cars. You know, mine's not in that good shape. I just turned over two hundred and six thousand. Sounds perfect. Oh, that's typical. just that's just a baby. Let's get your typical rust. I love my car to death, and at the same time, though, it's like I want to drive it fast. I want to learn to drive it well fast, but. There's always something holding me back. It's a blessing and a curse from driving full out because I don't want to go off and hit a wall. So you what do, do more you track recommend days, for somebody yeah. like that who loves their car? But this, this is something like the guy I was working with today, we kind of went through the same thing. I think Austin has said it the best. I don't know if you can say it any better, but like with Austin walling his car, he said that's kind of when I started going fast. And not that I've actually walled it walled my car but nobody necessarily wants to wreck the car but there's not a time and like with me for instance my last two races i've had issues all season so my last two actual like race weekends have been at tracks i've never been to i had issues right off the trailer so before at ncm i had three or four laps before the green dropped on saturday so it's like here i am on a 23 turn course with walls everywhere in this sinkhole and figure it out. And you've never seen it. You know, and you yeah. never see those walls. You just don't – you don't necessarily think about the walls. Um, but I get it. I mean, no, nobody wants to wreck their car. Nobody wants to hurt themselves, hurt anybody, blah, blah, blah. But it's just – maybe like Adam said, it's just like it's yeah, experience. It's a, it's the more you get out there, the less you think about it. Yeah, it's when you're on the track. Like, you actually get more focused, actually. Like, Road Atlanta, the first time I saw it. I almost got sick because, like, that's what she said. Turn, <laughs> turn, turn, turn. What up, Caitlin? But, but basically, if you if you're at the if you're at the start finish, you look up, you look up, and there's basically it's just like a fifty foot hill, and the, and then you see people coming down it, and you're just like, I have to go down that. Kind of like me and Roller. Yeah, and so like. It, it, the difference is, like, when you're on the track, it doesn't feel as scary, really. So you just kind of get in, like, a sort of like a zone, really, to where you don't think about it as much. Like, you don't you don't really well, notice the danger until it's coming at you at, like, 100 miles an hour. <laughs> I, you know, and I'll, I'll piggyback onto that and say that I, I think it depends on the person. I, I know for me that I drive my best when zero fucks are given about the car. Yeah, that's I mean, true. seriously, it's... I, I, I still, in that little alligator part of my brain, I know that I'm mortal now. Um, and that does hold me back to a That comes with degree. kids. Yeah. Well, dude, even before kids, I started to realize that I could actually die, which was odd. I, I, yeah, the, the, um, the thing that happened to me when I hit a wall and I hit another wall and then I wrecked some other stuff. 
Oh, it's, I, I started to stop driving by the seat of my pants, and you start driving with your head a little bit more, and you're planning, and you're thinking about what you're doing, versus more like, woo, all the time. Like it's, it, it, but you need to get rid of like the, you know, the drunk chick. Woo, to me, and you need to like start planning. That bub rub. Like, but all right, co- we're coming up to turn one. I'm gonna break at the two marker. I want to hit the inside apex. I want to. I want to be on the outside portion. Like you want to start. It's. It really all comes down to seat time too. And it. It might take you ten days. It might take you fifty. Like, it's a good thing. It's not boring. It's fun. I, um, and it, fun. you know, it's not like practicing piano where you're learning the ding, 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 ding. You know, like the A's and B's. Yeah, like but that, that's that gets girls. Like the though, man. Come out. The, that gets girls. <laughs> the uh, and it, really, I, I started really driving with my head a lot more. Um, and not just the seat of your pants. And one, and really, it just takes time. Well, you, go, you go out there and you want to work your way up to the next ladder. And it, it doesn't always mean you got to buy better right. tires. You got to buy better parts. Sometimes it means you got to build a slower car. I, right. Um, I was right. going to say until until you learn to drive over ten tenths, you aren't going to know where ten tenths is. So you talk about being worried that you're going to spin it or you're going to stuff it. Until you step over the line, you don't really know where the line is. So instead of getting grippier tires, better suspension, dude, I tell you, get crappier tires. Yeah, get old, yeah. heat-cycled yeah. stuff out that's going to slide easily at lower speed. Yeah. That's actually how I started is on all seasons because it's super cheap. And, like, you can just go whatever, something, whatever, Walmart or whatever. And uh, you can track on them, like, all year. And uh, they'll last forever pretty much because, I mean, they don't wear that fast at all. And, and like... Yeah, and, and you actually learn a lot more about pushing to the limit of the tire, and that's how I built up is, like, you learn the limit of the tire, and it, it's not very much, granted, but you learn how to push to the, exceed the limit of that tire. Then you step it up to, like, a, like a street tire, like a 200 tread, which is what I did, and um, you, you begin to see, okay, this tire has a lot more grip, has a lot more potential. So you push until, you know, either, you know, it, it'll probably feel pretty similar, like, the characteristics of the car, but your your grip limit is just so much better. Um, and then that's pretty much what I did after that. I, I, then I stepped into like an R compound. It, it, you know, it, you you learn that way. You other, build up. The other thing too that I like to suggest to people: there's a lot of people that if the car is understeering or oversteering a little bit too much, you know, during a session, they'll come in. They're like, "Oh, this is no fun." To me, the best thing that you can do is stay out there, drive learn around. how to drive around it. Yep. And I mean, because in a race situation, it, you're gonna it's gonna pop it's, up. Yeah, it's gonna happen, and you have to know what to do. So don't let the equipment that you're using, uh, the the shortcomings of it, essentially ruin the weekend for you. Just make the best of it with what you've got. That's what she said. Yep. Um, but and I can but, even I can even kind of relate that back to before we started doing track days. What got me started was is me and my buddies would go to fast times in Indy, which is an indoor karting track. And, like, we all got quick there, you know, like, we'd go up there, we'd faster oh, that's, dudes. That's a crapshoot, though. You can get a good cart one session. Well, see, and that's what we did cart. was, you know, we'd all know what the good carts were. So we'd always, like, oh, I got cart, blah, blah, blah. And so we started doing a thing where it was, like, no, you're getting, like, how we walk down is where you go. And you got to learn how to drive that cart. Um, but to go off of what Cooper said a couple times, like, what you said, like, with the elevation, that's, like, the first time I went to mid-Ohio was before Expo 12. And I ran with a advanced uh, Porsche D and so guys like I'll take you out since you haven't been here blah 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 and we go and mind you that before then I'd been here I don't know if I'd been to Audubon South no yeah I'd only been to maybe Audubon South and then Putnam so not much elevation 
the first time we went into madness, like I literally about crapped my pants. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, and, that is a vertical wall. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and what's weird about it is now is like, say like I can use NCM since I was like the last place that had something gnarly. Like that sinkhole, like when I did the track walk, I'm like, oh my goodness, that is nuts. But the first time I drove it, it was like, what was that? It's, was that a hill back there? Like, yeah, it doesn't bad. feel the same. It's like, it's like almost like literally like when you start driving more and more and more, like all that elevation that like used to kind of scare you, like it all like not to sound stupid, but it almost seems flat. Yeah. Like you know that it's there and you know how to use it, but it doesn't seem scary in a sense. And kind of like what kind of like what Christian was saying, like the first time that I drove here, it was in my sedan, and Adam pinned out my car and he said. With me out of this car, the car is gonna, you know, be all over the place. Gonna handle different blah blah. And I'm like, this guy's crazy. It's gonna do anything. I go out and come out of six completely sideways, and I go through old ten sideways, and then you get to a certain point to where if you're not side, like when you get better, and like obviously when I was sideways, then I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. <laughs> and then you get to a point where if like the car is not sliding, you're like, I'm not going fast enough. Yep. Well, yep. And, and I think that some of it is kind of stepping out of your comfort zone, because. To me, when I first started racing a CRX, it was it was difficult getting used to a short wheelbase car. It felt like it was constantly trying to spin on me. And eventually I sacked it up and went to a big rear bar because that's what the fast guys did. But what I found is that by going to a big bar, by basically going to a, a looser, twitchier, static setup, it made me keep in the gas more. And keeping in the gas stabilized the car. So you get in this iterative process that the looser the car is, assuming you can drive it. I mean, you can't make it undrivably loose for where your skill level is. But the looser it is, the more throttle you can apply, the faster you go, so yeah. it feels tight again. The earlier you get on the throttle, the longer the straightaway said. is, too. Yep. Exactly, yeah. The more you're on the throttle, the faster you go. So. Yeah, and so you go through these iterations with car development. But as a novice, you know, your question of how do I get rid of that fear that I'm going to crash the car that I love? Drive a crappy car. You've got to either drive a crappy car or, or go ahead and crash it, it. <laughs> or go ahead and crash it and yeah, just get over it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it sounds like you've got an you've got an affordable car, and if you write it off, well, you, and, you don't have to go to jail. It's and, be and I fine. guess that's the thing is is why do but, you love it? Do you love it because of the history that you have with the car? Is it an emotional attachment? I assume it is. And that that yeah, yeah, that's it's, really it's like that, yes. so. if you've yeah. got an emotional and, and I, my red hatchback, I've got a 15 year history with it now, and it's like it's the car that I've always had, and I stopped tracking it heavily because I wanted to get more into wheel to wheel, but uh, I'll always have it around. Uh, you can't be afraid to use the car because that's what it's supposed to be used well, for. And, so. and I guess my, my bit of advice with it would be that let's assume the worst. You stuff the car and the chassis <coughs> itself is a write-off. And it takes a lot to write these cars off. I mean, typically you can do a yank and you can pull it straight. But that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the night right there. I, I, I don't know if you can, like, get them straight that way. But, you know... <laughs> I don't know. I have to Just talk to Brandy one. about what she so, did with you because that shirt's pretty gay. So <laughs> the big she's the one that bought it, though. <laughs> the other thing, the other thing to me, you kind of have to ask yourself: like, are you afraid of wrecking the car because you're afraid that you don't have the money to fix it? Um, you know, and, and the way that I get over that, like my S2000 right now, you know, I'm about to sell it. Um, but if it were to disappear, where I couldn't save anything, you know, I'm selling it for for around thirteen thousand dollars. If it were to disappear right now and I was out $13,000 or potential of eight or $13,000, I, 
I just asked myself, if I had $13,000 worth of fun and relationships built from that car? And the answer is, without a doubt, yes. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. And so it's, it's, to me, it'd be money well spent. And, and that math, though, is so individual. I mean, not everybody has different limits on what they can afford to absorb. So I'm, what I would say is, let's assume you wrote the car off and the chassis was done. There's still a lot of parts. I mean, you yeah. can still pull everything off. You can cheap. transfer it over, and even though your yep. car is dead, chassis is getting cheap. Yeah, I mean, it's a don- it's an organ donor. I don't, I don't think we know what, what kind of into what, a trailer or something. What kind yeah, of car is it? I don't, I don't even think we asked. Yeah, what, kind I, of car, what kind of car I, are you driving? I like have Mc, a McLaren. A '98 GSR sedan. <laughs> okay. So okay. it's a sedan, so he's automatically cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, sedans I, are pretty I, if you If you back it into a wall, we can convert it into a wagon. It, like, the, the one thing I no, did it'd mostly, be a coupe. The only <laughs> thing, <laughs> backed it in. Yeah, the main thing is, like, at the end of the day, it is still just a car. I mean, as you said, it's still opinionated. So, like, I mean, it's just, it's just it depends on the person. But, like, at the end of the day, it is just a car. And if you crash or put it in a wall or something, you're like, at, at least you're still alive. You're still here. <laughs> this, this coming from a guy that wrecked a car two years ago. Yeah. Pretty good. I, uh, that's exactly what happened. I went to Heartland park in Topeka, uh, Kansas, and uh, I, I just shunted it right into a wall, uh, and uh, I was going like 65, no cage, no anything, and I was just, I was devastated afterwards, like, but I mean, I got myself together, and then I just went, I bought another shell, and then swapped everything back over, and then I came right back the next year at Road Atlanta and ran, a, you know, the it same, killed, killed same chassis, killed same everybody. motor, um, but different car, so, I mean, I mean, it sucks, but at the end of the day, it's still just a car, it's not, I mean... You are emotionally attached to the car, but I think I'm more I'm more emotionally attached to the experience with the car. So it's not really the car; it's it's the experience I had with it. So I mean, it's not. I don't know. Well, and it's kind of like what Adam like. It's funny. It's I think it took uh, like me four race weekends before you didn't text me. Oh my God, you're racing that car. You know, because I mean, it, it, it is that. I mean, nobody yeah. does think oh my god if i just wreck this like i'll jump for joy i mean nobody's gonna think that you yeah, know no, I mean? no one's happy about that um, but, but it also you know if you just got the thing sitting in the garage and you're like eh, i don't know it's a little bit too nice to crash at a track event yeah, it's not a like car. a certain it's, red, not a car it's like a certain turbocharged red honda that we know yeah, it's up on a lift no, the, that'll that'll never happen because not only do i do track days but ever since 2010 i go down to tail of the dragon well, that's Every the year. place you're going to ride a car. That place yeah, sucks. If, if you're going to ride a car off, that's it's going to be there. That's the spot. Figure, See, don't run over any there, sport bikers. I'm always, I'm always careful there. Like, I can drive fast down there. And after last year, I got a lot of confidence in my car. Like... The two tractors improved my driving immensely, and I was able to push my car maybe, maybe, hard. But maybe safely. you should be very, very careful now that you've uh, I, found I, this extra skill. Oh, that extra skill means extra speed. You that the you're extra in the speed. danger zone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, you no, are totally in the red way. mist you're area. You're totally right there. <laughs> yeah, you are Tom Cruise right now, man. Well, you're just you're, fast enough to not know how dangerous. That, it that, gets. That's right. the most dangerous point. You, like that—that that is when I wrecked my car twice exactly. in three weeks. Yeah. And and that's why I was whenever I felt like. If something wasn't right, if the brakes were starting to fade or something didn't feel right, I would back off, it's, slow down. This the, the track really is the place to find the limits of the car. Especially uh, this oh, yeah, track. Yeah. This track is great for this. Oh, yeah. There's so only one I place found, you can find the wall here. I found new limits here. I didn't push them. Just don't push them limits When I was place, at Tail of the Dragon, I... There's way too many uh, sport bikers out yeah, there. Going, <laughs> going too off at Tail of the Dragon is a little uh, rougher than, yeah. than it is up here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, Best, I feel like I've heard that somewhere else. Yeah. Best time to drive it is at night. <laughs> that at night even with scarier. nobody else, with nobody else but your friends on it. 
Yeah, tail of the dragon. If you do a two off, it's not like Expo where they say, "Okay, you got one more today." That two off <laughs> yeah, could be well. That car is yeah. uh, done for a while. Yeah, but you can't. You don't get point buys at tail of the dragon. Like you have to pass in the other lane, and it's just it's rough. Well, <laughs> it, it makes That's me terrible. think though that perhaps as I improve on my driving and you know get more experience, that maybe the car I have now will become you know. The, t- the car I take into Tail of the Dragon to hang out with my friends at Team Integra every year, and maybe I buy another car to just, you know, take to the track. I would suggest a Crabby CRX. Yeah. I, <laughs> That's what I suggest I, to everyone. Integra's for life. Dude, I, I, keep, yeah. I keep getting messages from people that, like, race nice cars, and they're like, man, listen to the podcast. They're like, they just, they're like, man, I need to buy a cheap, Dude, like, my, crap box CRX. My, like, my best you guys results, are making it look very appealing. Yeah, my best results and fastest races are, were either in the Hong North MX3s, which I know from them that if they get banged up, that we're going to work it out and it's going to get fixed for cheap. And I'm not going to say I don't care about them because they're not my cars and I look out. But I know that they're relatively disposable in the grand scheme of things. Or my CRX when I had already decided to build a sedan. Because I knew the CRX (laughs) was going away. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, the car's already in my head. I know it's worth almost nothing as a rolling shell. Yeah. So it's like, eh, what's going to happen? So track the junk. That's what I'm talking about. And And Kevin Ruck was right. He told me when I got rid of that CRX that it would haunt me for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want one again. Change your you drive, six. Dude, and oh, the graffiti Dude, the this, graffiti ITR, I want that car too. <laughs> I feel like this podcast is going to drive prices up on CRXs. It might. I really do. We're, maybe we'll be the uh, Magnus Walker of CRXs. <laughs> uh, so, uh, hey, so you better start growing that hair. So, Adam, are you going to throw a, a reporter in the passenger seat and then go <laughs> slam, slam it, it sideways into a total? Uh, I think I'm okay. He can, do, he can do that in his driveway. Uh, can I, you do that? <laughs> <laughs> no, out, out in front of his driveway, that's where he takes Tom's CRX yeah. and get pulled over by the police. Yeah, there was that one time that I was street tuning in Tom's Have you ever told that story on this thing before? I think I might have. I don't yeah. remember, though. I, I assume you guys saw the video of Magnus. Oh, no, yeah. The no, portion. I haven't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, he put a reporter in the passenger seat of his, um, air quotes, race 911, the one that he runs on the street on Hoosiers. The, two, the 277. Yeah. Dude, and it's a gorgeous car. I mean, I'm a, I'm a 911 fanboy. I would love oh, to have a 911. Day. And in the course of, I think, two and a half turns, he managed to slide it sideways into a stacker rig. But he avoided the Pagoda Mercedes, so it was completely Dude, I don't even it. know what a Pagoda Mercedes is. Those things is. are super, super Con- rare. It was a convertible nice. with a super rare hard top. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, I'm just wondering, how you, is, so was he on track? No, 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 no. no, no. He was no, on, he was on city streets. They were in Minneapolis. Yeah. He was so, leaving a dealership. So, like round and back, a, this is why you don't screw around it. Anywhere but yeah. a racetrack. <laughs> yeah, he, that's, that's literally the thing. Like, I swear, like I drive sixty mile, miles an hour everywhere. Like, I, I was riding with my wife over to her. She had an open house. She's a school teacher. She had an open house for all the families or whatever on Saturday night last week. And I was driving. I was riding shotgun, and she was driving. The baby's behind us. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm terrified. She's going 82 miles an hour. And it feels like the world's going to explode because I drive so slow on the street now. Well, that's like top speed on the CRX. So. That, I, it might be. <laughs> but yeah, I, ever since, like really, ever since I got into this stuff, seriously, like I haven't got any speeding tickets. Dude, really. no joke. Today was the first time that I've had that car more than 90 miles an hour. Really? Yeah. Nice. That's interesting. Yeah. A Corvette. I, yeah, dude, I, I'm like, I. what am I going to do? Get on the highway and go 150? I think it'll do 170 or something silly. I think those things topped out at like 190. I want to ride tomorrow. Dude, you're, you, all three of the keys, you can take it out. Okay. 
Yeah. Whoa, hey, here we go. Oh, oh. Fun. Can we record a podcast in his car tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do it but we got we to talk all Southern, man. Yeah. Like we, we gotta well, I'm, not, I'm not riding. Going, going around turn one. Yeah, so, so if we need to talk all Southern, I think we need to have Brad in the car. <laughs> no, I, Brad's not riding with anybody. <laughs> Brad's done for the weekend. At, Adam, Adam rode with me today. Yeah, it I thought was, it was great. It yeah. was so cushy. Yeah, dude, the the car is amazingly compliant. I'm kind of scared r- to drive it because I think one might end up in my garage. R- so for cushy. a while, I was in between a C506. And an E46 M3 is my well, next car. No, and a front-wheel drive K-Series car. Yeah, or, Dude, or a K-Series Miata. I want one of those two Devin's or... car. I've already told Devin that I want him to put AC in his car, so when he sells it for pennies on the dollar, it's how I want it. <laughs> yeah. He AC, laughed at K-series. me. I told him I was serious. I'm like, I don't know why you're laughing. I'm serious. After riding in uh, Christian's car and then hopping directly in my CRX, it felt like I was riding in a tiny miniature tank. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so much smaller and so much stiffer. I'm just still pissed that I didn't know you were in the passenger seat. That would have made that session. I, so much more the fun. The first that we got, we we did one lap and, or we got on track and I looked back and I and I said, "Oh, Brad Abs, a couple cars behind us. I can't wait to flick him off." <laughs> <laughs> and, and literally, I was already at his door by the time he's pointing me by. Yep, yep. Yeah, he yeah, let dude, you by on the wrong freaking side. Freaking bummer, man. Yep. Uh, I, you know, I was I was I was uh, wildly excited that you were. Yeah, just, us. <laughs> yeah, dude. I even had like a little chatterbox thing. We were talking to each other. It was it was kind of like a Sunday drive, like we were going to pick up muffins or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, we drove like, around. We talked about the car. I'm like, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And, and like I would try to give him advice, and turn. He's like, oh yeah, that might work. And he just <laughs> keeps <going. laughs> like, oh whatever. I don't really care that much. <laughs> it was kind of nice to be with somebody who wasn't all uber serious about killing it. But nah, dude. And it's. It's on 275, so it's on small tires. Square, so tire all around? Yep, it's on square. Small tires. It's on, it's on 275, <laughs> small tires. It's on small tires. So, you know, so I, I will tell you the one downside that I found is consumables. And you hear vet guys complain brakes. constantly. Brakes and tires. Dude, brakes are cheap. Yeah, aren't found, the, can't you get, like, most of the brake rotors just, like, at AutoZone? I are they, like, the same truck rotors? There is a – oh, God, and I'm drawing a blank on it. There is a company that sells Raybestos ST43 pads for 118 bucks shipped. That's really cheap. What? Wow. Yes. That's a 240 $118 shipped. So one of those C5. might be cheaper to run than an S2000. Okay, the I, I get Centric Premiums okay. from Amazon Prime. Have you ever cracked any? No. Okay. Forty two dollars. Two thousand like three well, days. He's, this is three his first days. DE though. Yeah, this is my first DE. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. But yeah, forty two bucks a rotor for front rotors. Rears were twenty something, thirty it's bucks. Cheap. The downside though is tires. Okay. Yeah. So That's true. I, I would say for a track car, I would run the seventy one R's, the Bridgestones. Mm-hmm. And those are I don't know, two seventy a piece, two seventy five. Um the rival S's, which I would not run on track. Are three forty something for the Oof, rears? Holy crap! Don't worry, that's, like that's a each. set and a half of Hoosiers. <laughs> yeah, no. So I mean, a, a full set of tires. Like I've got two seventy five, three fifteen stagger over on the trailer for solo nats. Those were thirteen hundred, I think. Tell your wife about those. Jeez, just did. <laughs> hey, honey, I love you. I was, that's right. If she's still listening, uh, two hours and thirty minutes out. in. <laughs> no, dude, she's not. I'll listening. fire into this thing, are we? Uh, Dear kids, two, just so you know, yeah. your college tuition Speaking just went, something went to ground. <laughs> Yeah. All right, you guys just listen to three podcasts. Yeah, but, yeah. This one will probably get broken up into three. Yeah, parts. we might have and to that bust seems this reasonable. One out. But no, I mean, there. Are, 
there aren't a lot of good tire options, street tires. I mean, really, the only wham, thing wider wham, than 275. My Corvette isn't awesome enough. <laughs> Dude, it's, that's, why, that's why I would run the 71Rs. I'd run them I'll in 275. Pull a Magnus Walker and run R6s everywhere. Right, I, well, I was just on R6. Actually, do you, 71Rs you uh, can, on an S2000 back to back sessions. Yeah, you can get cheap. Takeoffs. You yeah. can get uh, R seven takeoffs though. for hundred bucks a piece. It's just a crapshoot. It is a crapshoot, and it's interesting. Well, it depends on who you buy it from. Right. If you get it from a decent source, it's not too bad. Brad Adams gave me the tires that I'm on right now. They're uh, brand, they're BF Goodrich. <laughs> that was so. a mistake. One of those R ones, I think. <laughs> no, but I bought those from Jason Kohler. But they were a crapshoot because they're 2011s. So yeah, well, I bought them from Jason Kohler. That's, that's, that's not a crapshoot. That is a known quantity. My, if you buy 2011 <laughs> tires, <laughs> they're yeah. free. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, well, that, okay, that's a reasonable price. Yeah, well, that well, that was the thing was I got them from Jason Kohler. And he actually dropped them off at your house. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And then last year, I only drove that car once on those tires. In the wet, they, they they didn't feel that bad. It took about two laps for them to feel good, and then I got stuck in intermediate train or beginner train hell. So I really don't know how they feel. Yet. Yeah, <laughs> they ain't gonna be one forty fives out there for me tomorrow though. All right, we'll see. They're they're not terrible. Okay, I I'm I'm kind of partial to the uh, 2014-15 Hoosier kind of things. Yeah, it's kind of funny how you're partial to tires. Everybody's like, how do you like those RRs? I like NTO ones. <laughs> That's like like my stock answer, yeah. NTO ones. I, I really enjoy things, a, ca- a good old I want to try, try the RC ones. Or ASICs, yeah, ASICs. I want to try some RC ones. Yeah, like the NTO ones, those are kind of like good for like a 14-year-old boy. You can just keep beating on it and it just <laughs> keeps life. Yeah. Stays nice and hard the whole time, just like a 14-year-old boy. Is there any chafing at any point? <laughs> no. Actually, those tires I ran at Putnam with PCA, and I forget, but I checked like the you know pavement in the paddock, and it was like 129 or something ungodly. And when I came off track, I checked the temp on the tires, and it was like near like 300 degrees, and that was like the middle of the season. I ran those all season fine. Yeah, that's just solid get, them get them good and sticky. Yeah, those no. things just took a beating and kept on ticking. <laughs> and and I'll say that's my gripe with the Rival S for a track tire is that even running autocross with them, you can overheat them. Um, and and not that they're terrible. The car is still drivable, but you definitely carry a lot more slip angle. Hey. Hey. Oh. Hey. Hey. Might as well just stop the, stop the show right now. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm walking away. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, no, they 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 start to grease up a little. Okay. Um, the uh, yeah, they start to self lubricate. They self lubricate <laughs> to hell and back. That will happen. I, I've been on a couple on a set of regular rivals here uh, on Tall Kyle CRX, and I thought they sucked a bag of weenies. <laughs> 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 they, they were like good for half a lap, and then I thought, well, these things are going away oddly. About mid- they were a couple. They were like two years old. Well, I mean, he bought two of them from you. I yeah, think. but so those, those were those are great tires. tires for fourteen year olds then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Tall Kyle had like eight hundred horsepower. Did a lot of horsepower. like all of the horsepower. I went one hundred thirty. Six miles an hour with an NA CRX. Yeah, and <laughs> really let me guess, stupid. the front two greased up, right? No, it was actually, like, they just did odd things. Like, it, it would get pushed, and then it would get freaking twitchy. That, that's set up, the, 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 the car was way off. It was yeah. so off. But, yeah, I, I went faster with 100 less horsepower in my race car. <laughs> that I'm sure. But yeah, it, 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 uh, the rivals are okay. I, I didn't mind them, but they, well, I didn't fall in love with them that day. Instead of rivals, they should have named them Nemesis. Yeah, they were my nemesis, nemesis that event. <laughs> well, well, we're pretty far into this dumb thing. We want to shut this thing down tonight. It's about I, one. Yeah, a. I think so. And well, I, I think that we've got some people on. You guys have some people on tomorrow night. Yeah, I think we are not tomorrow night. Tomorrow, tomorrow during the day. day. Yeah. I think Stephen Doherty is going to be on. Yep. Um, 
What up, PlayStation? Yeah, right? All right, let's pack this thing up and so, put it inside the barn so we can get You guys going to have D on tomorrow? Who's D? D, D who? <laughs> D's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, for, uh, for uh, Austin and Christian and Brad and Mike and Justin and everybody else and Ramsey that was on here tonight, I appreciate you guys coming on. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right. If you enjoy the show, share it with a friend. Subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us reviews and ratings on iTunes. You can find us on the web at www.facebook.com slash slipangleshow. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at slipangleshow.